106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Jeff Kitty with us today. Jeff's our transmission expert, as you all know. So if you've got anything transmission-related, please give us a call, 303-477-5600. Guys, we just did Fix It Radio, had a good time. Yeah. Talked about some things I really wasn't planning on. Right. And one of the things that I will say, and maybe I'll do a whole show on this one day uh, during the week even, is, you know, what can we have today as a modern convenience you couldn't have when we were kids? Yeah. Air conditioning is, you know, an example we just gave a moment ago, but... Yep. The That'd modern conveniences of today. Right. And we're spoiled. Oh, you think? Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Right. Just like our cars. You know, people, half the people in the world don't even know that we used to have a roll-up handle <laughs> to roll up the window. A crank? I yeah. still have one of those. A yeah. window crank. Yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have a couple that way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, more than a couple. Still they're, got a, you know, they're pretty efficient, too. Yeah, yeah, they work pretty well. They're not yeah. bad. Yeah. You Until know. you have to find one. Right. Yeah. You, you can't find a regulator for one. Good point. Yeah. All right. Lines are open, 303-477-5600, and we'll take all your calls today. Keep in mind, next weekend is Labor Day weekend. We will run a best-of show, as I will be out of town visiting one of my kids. So if you want to call in, today is the day to do so. We'll be back after that, of course, and we'll be right back at it the following week. But if you got a question for us today, please call us, 303-477-5600, or the text line, 307-200-8222. So my question of the day today that I thought of, Oh, good. Is, and I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't know why. I, didn't, I don't think we've ever done this one. So this is a new one. Car names that you either love, hate, or don't understand. Okay. That's our question of the day. So it could be any, any of those or all of those. I don't care. You can have one each. Totally up to you. Just tell us what that is. Car names that you either love, hate, or don't understand. And it could be a manufacturer. It could be a specific brand, or it could be a specific car under that brand. Okay? Follow me? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you guys, you decide. I have some of my own. I think really quick as well, I'll start off this. I really don't understand who at the manufacturer level decides what cars should be named. Because in some cases, they do a pretty decent job. In other cases, they're awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. One example, and I'll pick on this. This is an electric car that Richard and I just drove recently. And by the way, car worked out great. Did a full review of it. You can uh, listen to that. Uh, we'll go back on uh, Rush to Reason. We'll have it there, and we'll put it up individually. I'll get that edited and up so everybody can listen to that individually. But the name of the car is the ID.4. Really? That's Volkswagen's new little SUV electric vehicle, ID4, they call it. Now, who at Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, whatever, is thinking of names? Guy must have been drunk. 
<laughs> or high, or smoking marijuana, or I don't know what. But I don't know why you would name a car ID4. I don't get it. I think it's the dumbest name for a car, especially a new car ever. And I am also a guy where I hate the names of cars. This is one of the things I hate, where it's just a number. I know. And I know a lot of them do that. Lexus does it. Mercedes does it. I hate that, by the way. If you're going to name a car, doggone it, figure out what a name is and name it. Don't cheat and just call it the... ES 300. Right. Okay, what does ES even mean? Right. Entry-level sedan? What, what is what is ES? <laughs> I have no idea. But call it something. Especially stupid. I, I don't know. But figure out a name and call it a name and get rid of the stupid, you know, whatever numbers you want to use. I realize sometimes the numbers have to do with the size of the engine and so on. Mercedes yeah, is famous for that. But I, I don't care. I Name it. Back in the day, Datsun had a pickup when they came out with their 4x4. Mm-hmm. It was a 720. And then and then they got rid of that and they went to Nissan and they changed it to Nissan because it was, it was Datsun made by Nissan. Right. It didn't sound Japanese enough, so they ah, said so Nissan. Nissan by Datsun. Okay. Right? And that happened in 86. And then they came out with the D21 pickup. Uh I hated those names. <laughs> okay, so there's where we're going. There's one. Yeah. So there you go, guys. One you, set. you can keep this rolling along. Car names you love, hate, or don't understand. Jerry and Greeley, though, has a question. Jerry, what's going on? Uh, a friend of mine has a 78 F-250, and uh, it's got a swapped-out engine in it. Uh, I think that engine, it's a 400 with maybe as much as 300K on it. Okay. And... He, uh, he's had some minor overheating only when he drives up a prolonged grade, and um, he says the, the temp gauge needle goes up almost into the red. Only, only on those conditions seems to be fine otherwise. And um, we took an infrared thermometer and, and shot around the radiator inlet and outlet and uh, there seems to be a good 35 to 40 degree differential between inlet and outlet, so it, it seems like the radiator is working, at least at idle, just sitting in the, mm-hmm. the uh, driveway. But um, I don't know. I got to wondering if maybe the fan clutch could be failing. Is Possibly. That a, okay. Yeah. There are so many things. Possibly. Could be a fan clutch. Could be a restricted radiator. Could, could be, be a, a restriction in the block because it hasn't yeah. been flushed very, very could well. Could be that the block's been bored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you get thin, you know, you thin get walls. thin walls. Yeah. Did this just happen, Jerry, or has there been something he's fought ongoing? Uh, he, he just noticed it the first time recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, then more than likely along the lines of what Jeff and, and uh, Dennis just said, blockage someplace, not as efficient on the radiators as it yep. should be, even though sitting there idle it's doing that. Yeah. You know, blocked airflow. Uh, something's yep. changed where there's just not enough airflow coming through the unit, you know, through the radiator itself going down the road. Missing Timing, a any number of things. Timing set wrong. By the way, Andy Pate just walked in a moment yeah. ago who helps me out during the week, and his fa- his car name that he hates is the Cube. Oh, By yeah. the way, good one, Andy. So thanks, Andy. One. Appreciate that. Anyways, Jerry, he, he's got, there's got to be some sort of a flow issue typically going on, yep. and if it's just started – you know, the thing to look at is what these guys are talking about, and that is, you know, what's our flow like going down the road? Is the thermostat working properly? You know, is it opening and closing yep. like it should be? And, and by the way, anytime we've had one get hot, it needs a thermostat anyways, no matter right. what. So you and, need to put a thermostat in. And, and you've got to kind of take into consideration, um, Jerry, is when was the last time he flushed the cooling system really well? Right. Yeah. Um, because what happens with those big blocks is that water 
will, or the um, it'll build up junk on the bottom yeah, side of sediment. the block. Right. So you got to actually, yeah, sediment yeah. builds up. Sorry. You got to flush that really, really well. Plus, yeah. cooling gets old after a while. Yes, it does. You and, have to flush it out. And inefficient. Yep. It becomes inefficient, yes. And it could be yep. doing just a little bit like you're talking about. Yeah, and that's another misconception I think that a lot of folks have. Jerry, you understand this, but for folks maybe that are just tuning in, maybe even for the first time, and I forget, we're now in in Portland on the station up there. So if you're just listening to us for the first time in the Portland area, w- most people don't realize the reason we use a you know a glycol or a derivative of in our coolant for vehicles is it actually raises the boiling point. And not right. only does it give a freeze protection, but it raises the boiling point right. of the water as well. That's why we use that product and we don't just use straight water. There's corrosion and other yeah. things as well. Yeah. But, you know, we could get by with that in water. You, you could put treatment in the water yeah. to not have it corrosive and so on. But the reason we use a coolant mix is to, is to allow that to be more efficient in disbursement of the heat itself. And yep. that chemical breaks down after a while. It does. Yep. The, the coolant will break down, and then yes. it becomes inefficient. Those additives like, break down. Yeah, it doesn't. It won't cool as well, yeah. and it won't heat as well. Right. And, and then it starts. Once that starts happening, it almost starts really reacting faster and faster and faster. Yep. So, it's a good time to flush the whole system completely. And if you get an air conditioning system in the vehicle, check between the condenser and, and the, the radiator. Yeah. Make sure there's no buildup. Yeah. Yeah. So now's a good time to change the thermostat, flush it really good, yep. check your belts, check your your uh, cooling fan uh, yep. or your, your fan to make sure it's 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 locking up when it's supposed to. Um, all that. All that. Right. That's the first place I'd start. What's the best way to check the fan clutch? By hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's supposed to be a little resistance. When but it's cold, there should be some resistance. Yeah. If there's okay. not and it's freewheeling, we have a problem. And then if you shut it off after it's hot, um, there should, again, be some resistance, but not a whole lot. Is that right? There should be some resistance there, too, yes. Okay. In fact, if you shut it off and the fan just keeps spinning, that's an indicator that the clutch fan's not working properly. It's bad. It should not be doing that. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Great question, by the way, Jerry. That applies to a lot of other folks that are listening as well, so we appreciate it. Let's get one more call in before our break. John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, so sir. It's 80 degrees, and I have a snowmobile question. That's all right. Got to get things ready. Right. Uh, my neighbor, the he he's moving out, and he gave me his old snowmobile. Okay. It's a 2007 Yamaha. Okay. It hasn't run in like two years, so I got to figure out. I have the VIN, but I'm trying to figure out a good website I could go to to find different things based on the model and make. You got any suggestions? Other than the Yamaha website, no. And that would be the best place to go. Go to Yamaha. Yeah, they will typically have information there, even going back. I mean, and some stuff is very... You know, generic. In other words, if you know, even Napa can tell you, you know, what spark plug does it need, what belt does it need, things along those lines. Hold that thought, because what I do is, is I would take that and type it into Yamaha and go in there, and they're going to give you an option: is it a boat, is it a snowmobile, what is it? Right. And you tell them what it is, and then when you get those part numbers, I go over and I transpose them to Napa. Correct. And see if Napa has these parts for a cheaper right. price. Right. Yeah. It's a good way okay. to do it. Okay. Well, the, the first thing is there's no battery in it, and okay. I see the, where the cables are, but I can't find – there's no, like, battery mount that I – you know, where you would mount the battery and bolt it down so it doesn't come out. There's probably – the bracket is it. probably missing. Yeah. yeah, it should be underneath the – you know. In, there's in, a bracket snowmobiles there. Snowmobiles have the hood, you know, that raises up. It should be underneath there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, underneath there, I can see where the wires are, but it just doesn't look like the battery would fit where the wires are coming out. Uh, and maybe I'm thinking car size. Yeah, you it's know, yeah, no, no, no small. It's, it's like a six like inch a by six inch by three inch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, think of a UPS backup type battery, yeah. John. That's they're not much bigger than that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, my my fall project. Get this. What thing, uh, so. what model is it, by the way? It's a 2007 Yamaha, and it doesn't tell me on the outside what model it is, but I have the VIN. So I was looking for You can do it off of that. Yeah, you, you, there should be a plate on it, as you know. There'll be a VIN and a model number, by the way, on that plate. And, yes. And by the way, you know, here in Colorado, if you go on any of the Colorado trails, you have to register that snow machine and actually get a permit to ride on, you know, National Forest and so yeah. on. So that's how you would even do that is you've got to have that plate to go off of because if they ever go to spe- inspect it, that's what they'll look at. You know, and, and what I've done with Google is I would take that VIN number and I would I – would, Type that VIN number in and say, I need parts for my 2007 Yamaha model uh, VIN number this, and hit paste, you know, or just type it in, and it'll take you to a whole bunch of different places yep. that you can get parts okay, for. Okay, perfect. Hey, John, Wyoming's the same way with the off-road vehicles. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're, you're going to have to find some of that information regardless and to fit, you know, you know how that works, John. I mean, it's the same down here. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, but this... This machine is to get me from my house to the county road when the snow is butt deep and I don't want a snowshoe. It, it should be, I mean, that's even, a good motor. Those seven, are good. You know, yeah, yeah you shouldn't have any issues. You should be able to get that thing fully up running. And I mean, those are modern to where even though it's a two stroke, it's got a automatic mixer where you just put your oil in and it'll automatically mix it for you. So you just put oil in one container, gas in the tank, and away you go. And don't those have timing belts? Oh, yeah. I'll give you uh, I think those are two-stroke. No, I don't think they do, because those are two-stroke. That should be a two-stroke. Uh, am I right, John? Is that a two-stroke? Okay. Probably either a two- or three-cylinder two-stroke. Is that right? I'm not sure. Like I said, I just got it yesterday. Okay. Well, pop the hood. You'll know by looking at how many spark plugs yeah. there are or what it is. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know what the model and stuff is. And I'm looking at 07s, and there were 15 different models, so yeah. you'll have to just see whether it's right. a – you know, there's a, there's everything from an Apex to an RTX to a Phaser to a whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Yamaha website, best place to go? Actually, yeah. I just went to, by the way, snowmobile.com. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you can plug your info in there if you want. Yeah. There's a lot of places. There's there. a lot of aftermarket on snowmobile. Just say parts it's, for... It's, it's like the automotive world. Yeah, John. you can go parts for a 2007 okay. Yamaha and they'll pull, uh, snowmobile and they'll pull up a whole bunch That's of them. That's right. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Guys, thanks. Have a great weekend, You're very welcome, John. Appreciate it. And by the way, not a bad snow machine at all, so uh, good job on that. Alan Littleton, hang tight. you got a question for us as well, Vic and Thornton. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. 
Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. PR, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. You need to talk to Al Smith now before you hit the age of required minimum distributions because you could pay no taxes on that income as long as you know what to do. You don't want to be in a situation where you get surprised by required minimum distributions. Suddenly you're forced to withdraw a portion of your IRA and now you have a hefty tax bill to pay on that new income. Al Smith will show you how to make a qualified charitable distribution so you can pass that money along to a good cause instead of paying a big chunk of it in taxes. Golden Eagle Financial will help you create a tax-efficient retirement so you can choose where your money goes instead of letting the government decide. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation with Al Smith now at klzradio.com money. Planning with purpose. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Dennis Brewster, Jeff Kitty with me today. And question of the day, car names you love, hate, or don't understand. Vic and Thornton, you're next. Gentlemen, how are you? Good, sir. The uh, car name I hate is Edsel. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a blast from the past. Yep. And that one didn't do so well. Yeah. Now, they're worth a lot of money today, but they didn't do so well back then. Yeah, I don't know how anybody who loves their child could name a, a kid Edsel. Uh, I don't get it. Is there any history to that that you know of? Not that I know of. Might have been. I'm just guessing. Might might have been a family name, or it's it's got to be something like that. How can you come up with Edsel? Um, I'm I'm trying. I just real quick tried to look it up, and Edsel Ford was born in November 1893 in Detroit. He is the only child of Clara and Henry Ford, being named for Edsel Ruddyman, one of Henry Ford's uh-huh. closest childhood friends. There's your answer. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you, but I still don't like it. I don't like it, and I didn't like... I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I didn't like the car either, Vic. No, I didn't either. It's ugly. I, yeah, I, I, to, to this day, I don't like the Edsel. And I know they're worth some money, but it's just not not a car I ever had, ever fell in love with. Nope. Not a GTO. Uh, those are different. Yeah. Yes, we are. Very much so. All right. That's a good one. Vic, yeah. thanks. I appreciate that very much. And that is the question of the day. What car name do you either love, hate, or just don't understand what it means? Alan and Littleton, you're next, sir. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, okay, so I've got an 03 uh, GMC Duramax uh, with the LB7 in it, and it's got about 140,000 miles on it. <clears throat> For a while, it had been smoking. Um, everything I read, it, it dialed it into um, injectors. Yep. So yep. I replaced the injectors myself, replaced the high-pressure lines, um, rebuilt the fuel filter head, and put an AirDog lift pump on it. The injectors that I put on it were S&S diesel SAC-00 uh, injectors. Got it all back together. Everything was fine. However, now... I've lost, like, it's so gutless uh, down low. Uh, once once it gets up to about 22, 2300 RPM, it pulls really hard, runs really good. No check engine lights. I have checked, uh, I've pressure tested the charge system, the boost system. No leaks there. Um, I went through Is it making boost right off idle, Alan? Um, it is making boost, yeah. Okay. Now, I don't have an actual boost gauge, but I do have a PPE um, tuner that does reboost, and it is getting boost. Um, I'm building about 18, 19, from what the, the controller is mm-hmm. down there, the tuner's telling me, I'm building about 18, 19 That's fine. Pounds of boost. That's plenty. Um, no smoke, I'm, and my mileage, my mileage was a big thing. My mileage went from about 20 average to down to 13. So something is not right. That's not blowing smoke. No smoke. That's odd. That is odd. Because normally, normally, even with that kind of fuel economy on that truck, given the fact there's no emissions on it, you would see some sort of typically some black smoke at some point in time because it's definitely overfueling if you're at 13 miles to the yeah. gallon. And what injectors did you put in? I put in the SNS diesel SAC 00 tips. Okay. It's just that different, the newer design. Right. Um, and, you know, before, the it was really peppy down low. It had, it had uh-huh. a lot of gap yeah. and go. Oh, they do. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, exactly. And nowadays, if, if, you, if you've got to get to an intersection quick, you, you, it ain't happening. 
Um, and what what's kind of got me baffled is, okay, if it were a fueling issue, why would it run so good up top? Hard to say. And I've been through every forum, and there's a lot of people that talk about the same problem, um, not making a lot of power until about 22 to 2,500 RPM. And there's just no answers. Everybody leans towards the, the mass airflow sensor, which I've actually, uh, it seems to be reading fine, but I okay. went and bought a new one, put it in, no change. Um, what specific injectors, I'm at SNS's website right now, what specific injectors did you use? So they were brand new. Um, they call them, they're, they're not the, the VOC style, they are SAC00, SAC00. Yeah, the SAC00s? Zero yeah. Is what you is what you did, right? Um, and I'm looking at the. Sorry, everybody. I'm looking to just reading really quick, and I can't talk and read at the well, same time. I'm trying to see what the description of those are and what they're actually saying. Um, to me, it's it, to me it almost sounds like an injector issue. Well, you know, here's what I always go back on, and this is this is true with anything we're trying to fix, whether it's something around the house or a vehicle or whatever. You got to go back in time, and what changed? If everything worked fine and ran well prior to this, which I'm assuming it did, I guess I should I guess I should back up, Alan. Why did we do injectors? It was smoking pretty bad at idle. It was ha- hazing. Okay, but ran okay. Had good power. It did. Yeah, it, okay. it had just fine power. And then we do injectors. Only thing we do is injectors, and we now have lack of power until 2200 RPM, right? Those are the only things he replaced. Is that, is that, am, I, am I following correctly? Correct. Uh, I did injectors, rebuilt the fuel-fed filter head because it was leaking. Okay, that's, that's fine. And that's a common problem on that those, is, and that's not a big yeah, deal. That's, so that's fine. That's easy. That's, just, that's not an issue. And you didn't change a part there. You just put new gaskets in. New gaskets, put a new filter on. Okay, yeah. That's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah, no issues there. Um, and then the only other thing I did was uh, put the air dog lift pump on. Now, going back, just like you guys are the process of elimination, I went back, I went and bought some uh, tubing and bypassed my the fuel filter head just in case I did something wrong there. No change. Didn't help, no. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't think yeah, I would. I'm going to. Yeah. No, and, and I did the same with the, the lift pump. I put the stock tubing back in and bypassed that and still no change. So it is definitely something with either the computer, which doesn't make any no. sense because I'm not getting any checking. No, no. and it didn't change. You didn't change anything there yeah. either. It, 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 you know, it's, it's feeding still based upon the same readings it had prior. Only thing that's changed now is injectors, which would lead me to believe that either we've got, which it's hard to believe there's a bad set of injectors, but something there isn't right, something's changed. Maybe and, the truck doesn't like those well, injectors. And the, well, and these new injectors, and you know this from knowing what SNS is doing here, it, it's not the same spray pattern it had before. And that would change a lot. Okay. Okay. And, and the, the bad thing is you guys probably know the, the injectors on the LB7 are a royal pain. They're a pain. It's and a full-day job. So I, I guess... Potentially, maybe I've got a leak. Maybe, maybe something didn't get tight. I don't. Well, do you I see anything know. though but leaking? If, if, you know, see or smell anything leaking inside the engine compartment, Alan? No. And the thing of it is, is those injectors sit up underneath the valve cover. Right. So, yeah. do you see? Do you them. smell anything in the oil that would indicate there's anything leaking down through the crankcase? I don't. I okay. Don't. I I think I think it's the, just an injector well, issue itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would go okay, back to... Well, now, do you still have your original injectors, by the way? I'm assuming you do. No, I sent them in for a core. You had to send them back in crap. 
Um, only reason I say that is because there are some guys in town that could have rebuilt those injectors. And you could have put those back in and see if that fixed it. And if so, then you know you're on the well. Then you know you're done. It's it's a done deal at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would call. Well, it. maybe. Maybe I just need to have somebody throw it on a scanner and just make sure, you know, the CP3 is up to test, maybe. You could. I don't know that that's going to, you know, honestly, I, I don't think that's going to show much of anything because the scanner's not going to, yeah. the scanner's not really going to tell it. I mean, if you've got boost and it's telling the injector to to open, to roll, you know, yeah. essentially, I don't think a scanner's going to tell you anything. Right. And what I would do is I would go back to S&S Diesel and call them and say. Yeah, yeah. Have you done that yet, Alan? Have you, have you talked to them at all? I haven't talked to SNS directly. No, I would call them. Yeah, I would call them and tell them your situation. You're having the whole, the whole story, just yeah. like you told us. And tell them I, I really be, and I would stick to it and say, you know, I've talked to some other people and they really feel that it's possible those injectors are, they're not bad injectors. I think they're, they're just, just not, not working for your application. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I even paid the extra to get brand new instead of rebuilt, thinking, hey, if I'm yeah. going to get in so there. So then, why did you have to send your one? other ones back for a core? Yeah, I don't that's get that what one. I didn't understand either. I didn't That's, understand that, but uh, they did make me return them. For um, uh, no offense, but they they just uh, they got some extra out of you doing that because yeah, your did. cores are worth money. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and maybe they'll sell those back to you. <laughs> 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 hey, and, and I'll be and I will also say this, Alan. I am not super familiar with S and S Diesel and their products. I wish I could tell you more. I mean, even back when I was doing all of this in the in, yeah. the, in the performance upgrades and so on, we did. I, I don't have any experience with SNS Diesel, so I yeah. cannot speak to their products at all. Okay, well, in doing all my research, uh, that was a name that came up at the you know the very top of the list. Most everybody said SNS is super good, high quality stuff, so that was why I went with them. Well, you know what? Tell them that when you call them. You okay. know, let them. You know, you got to build that up a little bit so they'll help you. Yeah, and just tell them, you know, what can we do because these injectors don't seem to be helping my truck out here. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All You're right. very welcome, Alan. I appreciate it, and I do think that that's what's going on there is it's an injector issue. Mike, with a car name, and Wayne, hang tight. We'll come right back to you guys. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The team at Extreme Auto Repair doesn't make excuses. Right now, auto repair shops across the country have full lots because nobody can find the parts they need. Delays in the supply chain have led to nationwide shortages, so suppliers have started raising prices. Smaller shops run by one or two guys just don't have the time or resources to spend hours on the phone hunting down parts. Corporate chains don't care enough to even try. The team at Extreme Auto Repair takes every delay personally. They don't believe in sitting back and hoping things will get better, nor will they gouge their customers. Thanks to their buying power, the team at Extreme Auto has more leverage than a one- or two-person shop, along with the manpower to locate parts. They're working harder to protect their customers by maintaining competitive prices and wait times. Fill out the contact form now at klzradio.com extreme for an exclusive Rush to Reason discount. Extreme Auto Repair in Parker. Promises kept.
If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You need more comfortable temperatures in your home now, not six months from now. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has air conditioning units in stock, ready to install. Worldwide production shortages of raw materials and electric parts have caused delays for HVAC manufacturers. To give you an example, one local distributor placed an order in January that finally arrived a couple of weeks ago, six months later. Delays like this in the supply chain give local family-owned companies another chance to prove themselves. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air rises above the competition by displaying prompt professionalism in every area of their business. Their parts guy, a retired Marine, stays on top of orders, maintaining good relationships with suppliers. Thanks to their reputation for reliability, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air continues to offer 24-hour service seven days a week. Call or text now for an AC install and get what you called for. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And Alan, if you're still listening, one thing that I failed to probably decipher and again in my in our defense here there's a lot going on and we're not there we're not in front of the vehicle and so on but you also told us that there was a i believe pdei tuner and that most likely has an efi live tune in it if you want to call back and tell me what's going on with that tune you may very well not need just a stock injector from sns you may actually need one of their uh, you know, larger injectors, if you would, and that I don't know exactly how much. Probably depends on the tune you have, but I think that also might be part of the issue. Is you may not have enough fuel at that lower RPM, depending upon that particular tune. And again, I don't know what that is because I didn't ask you. I apologize. That's why his injectors rebuilding those would have been a good idea because they might have adjusted for that already. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Mike, yeah. what's going on, sir? Yeah. Uh, good morning. How are we doing? Uh, Courtney. Oh, pretty good. Car names. Yes. Uh, and if we have time, I'd, li- I'd like to circle back around to Dennis's Nissan 720 comment. Sure. Uh, some of the 
some appropriate some names are appropriate, like Volkswagen the Thing. Remember oh, that? Oh yes. <laughs> and and some of them, uh, uh, the names fits the the, the ugliness of the car, like AMC Pacer. And I always called the Pontiac Aztec the Az Black. By the way, that has to be one of the absolute ugliest cars ever. I don't know what I don't know who at General Motors thought that was a good idea, but that thing was an utter absolute disaster. Yep, that Pacer was pretty bad though too. I guess I guess unless you're making meth in New Mexico, then an Aztec might be all right. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, on the yeah on the seven twenty, my dad bought a used uh, seven ten Datsun pickup, yeah. rear wheel drive, and then when he could afford it in nineteen eighty three, in fact, I think they called it an eighty three and a half model. Right. He bought a, he bought a seven twenty four by four pickup. We still have it, and it was really confusing because on the tailgate, it in big letters it had painted Nissan, and then in the bottom left corner, it had uh, the stickers that said buy. Dotson. Dotson. Yep. Yeah. So you look at it, you go, wait a minute. Buy Dotson. Dotson. Yep. What's 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 a what's a Nissan? What's a Dotson? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what year they they switched. Eighty six. In eighty six, they changed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But they 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 ramped up to it, I guess. Well, they they just felt they were losing the market because their name wasn't Japanese enough. And that's what they said. And then what they did is they changed. It was Datsun made by Nissan. So you had the Datsun 240Z, the Datsun 260Z, yep. the Datsun 280Z. Then you had the 710 pickups. You had 610. You, they had all these numbers. They had the B210. Yep. You know, they had the 710. They had the 810, which was now the Maxima. You know, and the 510, they had Datsun 510. And the Datsun 510 was now the Ultima is what it is. So, you know. All those changed. The Sentra was actually from the B two ten family. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wish I wish they get away from all the the numerical nomenclature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and go back to names. But I I don't know. They 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 all seem to group. Manufacturers seem to group together, and they're afraid to make changes. Well, it's sort of like um, Ford calling everything an E. Escort. Oh yeah. Escape. E- excursion. E thirty five hundred. Exploder. I mean, that E Mustang. I mean, the trucks are F's. The cars all start with E's. I guess the sedans had Fusion, Flex, Focus. Again, I don't know who at Ford decided that we've got to name everything with a particular, you know, uh, alphabet, you know, starting alphabet letter. I I don't know who's doing that there either. But Ford had that E for a long time. They did. They did, yeah. but still, again, why why can't they vary from that? I don't, I'm not in the internal end of Ford. I have no idea. Mm. I don't know. I think we should just make up our own name. <laughs> well, we kind of do in our industry. Cars. You know, that's yeah. where you know the Explorer yeah. became the Exploder, Exploder. and yeah. yeah, we 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 do. We have our own names. At <laughs> yeah, times. Escort Believe was me. called the Bomb. Believe me, we have them. <laughs> we call them. We call them whatever we want. It, it does. It does happen. Yeah. Here comes the turd. Yeah. But, you know, just real, real quick. So Ford has the EcoSport Edge Escape Expedition, Expedition Max, the Explorer, and then we get into the trucks at F-150, F-250, and so on. Well, they had the Econoline then. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't know well, who I, there decided that everything has to start with an E, but somebody yeah. thought so. And as somebody pointed out, uh, I read 
the word expire starts with an ex too. <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah, good okay. one. No, good I one, care. Mike. Good stuff. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the uh, the call. Let's so, get one more in because Wayne's been holding for a while. Real quick, yeah. let's do this. Wayne and Ogallala, go ahead, sir. Yeah, thanks for the call, John. You bet. Uh, first thing I want to do is thank you for those advertisements on getting a windshield when you can. You're welcome. Okay, because I ordered one yesterday for my Dodge Dakota 87. Okay. Mm -hmm. She didn't think it would come with the rubber because it's set in a rubber. So what's the difference between the, the uh, standard rubber, manufacturing rubber like that, uh, to the uh, universal one. I don't know. No. I, don't, I don't think I can answer that. I would have to ask them, Wayne. I, I, I honestly can't answer Probably that. Probably the same well, one. I, called, I don't know. I called I called Novus yesterday, and she didn't really give me a good answer on that. She said it had a strip in it that you pull for something. I've never worked with one. Uh, yep. Uh, <clears throat> How, what they do is the, what that strip does is when you push the windshield to the opening, you take it's almost like a rope and you pull. It's an expander. Yeah, and it pulls it over and it pulls the rubber inside the on the metal, so it can hold the windshield. Because I may not may not get that rubber with that windshield. Okay. Maybe maybe you're supposed to, but I you know that this time this date probably won't get it. Then I'll have to use that universal one. Now, I got this uh, windshield at Larry's uh, in North Platte, Larry's Glass. Okay. $123. That's not bad. No. That's not bad at no, all. That's pretty good. And then uh, and then Larry's Cornesca Glass in Ogallala is going to put it in for me. Nice. And how long does it take to put that windshield in? Because he, he quoted me $50 an hour. That's not bad. What's wrong with that? We don't know how long it takes because no, it that's depends on the individual. Yeah. I figured it's a couple hours at least. Uh, probably. Because once it pops that old one out, there's not much cleaning there. Put the new rubber in. Put uh, the new windshield in. You don't know that. Go. You don't know that because sometimes they take I those don't. off and they find rust in there and they got to clean that all out. Yeah, yeah, I'll just have to go with that. Yep. Um, and another thing uh, is uh, Napa, a, now they handle the product, DB products the bg products dealer, yes right? they do i don't know about in nebraska they do down here in the denver area well they said down here at overall they they handle the products but i didn't ask them if they were a dealer you know i have that uh van that is fuel injected i wanted to try that stuff that you clean the carbon out of you know on yeah. top of the uh -huh. cylinder yeah the epr i wanted to try that stuff and uh and the uh, fuel additive you know because i don't think it's ever had any of that done to it at all. Mm, okay. So, but anyway, I really want to thank you because, you know, if I waited much longer, I wouldn't have been able to get a windshield. But she had to hunt around a little bit to find one. Yeah, nice. they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. good. I have, to go, I have to go down and pick it up, but that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. All, everything's covered, so. Yeah, that works. Okay. All right, Wayne. Well, no, appreciate very it very much. And uh, uh, Brian, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Uh, I did get a note on our uh, 2000, and it's a 2006 Yamaha RS Vector. So okay. I did get I did get uh, from uh, John up in 
Cheyenne. That is, by the way, for everybody listening, which I forgot, Yamaha does a lot of four-strokes, not two-strokes. So that's a three-cylinder, four-stroke snowmobile. So there you go, John. There you if, go. If you're listening. If not, I'll text you back and let you know. So good stuff. And, Alan, if you're listening, we got two two lines open to give us a call back. We'd like to talk to you some more. Yeah. Brian and Longmont, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. As the inventor of windshield repair, Novus Autoglass saves you money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at a repair by acting fast. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack irreparable. For KLZ listeners only, Novus will send you a packet of protective windshield stickers for free. Little pieces of specially designed tape to cover any chips or cracks as soon as they appear, like a bandage for your glass. Request your free windshield patches now at klzradio.com forward slash glass. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement klzradio.com forward slash glass. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles. 
303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment. 303-710-6916. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Brian in Longmont, you have a car name for us. What is it? Locomobile. Locomobile. Yeah, I don't... My computer's not uh, working, so I don't... Wasn't able to look to see when they existed. But uh, I think uh, definitely, I'm pretty sure, as early as around 1903... 1899. Say again. Eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. You got and it. And does it does it say when they ceased to exist? Nineteen twenty two. I figured it was sometime in the twenties. Uh, when we were blessed with Clive Cussler's museum out in the Golden area, mm. uh, he he had one on display. Interesting. I was only yeah. I was only able to get out there two, maybe three times. I think only twice. Mm. And he had. Cream uh, cram de la creme, as they used to say. Yes. He had re- really fine automobiles. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, he would have a little uh, uh, board with, you know, some details about a lot of his different cars, especially mm-hmm. the rare ones like that. Hmm. And he said that uh, Locomobile was... Uh, Respected for its uh, suspension, that I think it was fairly. Uh, it came up with some uh, suspension ideas that were fairly unique when they came out with them. Uh, but uh, I, I like kind of oddball stuff, and locomobile is obviously pretty oddball. Yes, it is. So. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Good one, Brian. Yeah, no, thank you. That's excellent. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for the call. We'll squeeze Alan in here. Before the top of the hour. All right, Alan, are you back on your diesel? Yes, sir. What tune does it have, or does it? So um, I've, I've put the number two tune in, which is, uh, I don't know, 90, 90 extra horsepower, I think 120 foot-pounds of torque, but then I've also taken it back to stock. And no difference? No difference. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I was I was wondering what the you know what I assume it's an EFI live tune that's in it. I'm guessing right. It's actually just the PPE um, box tuner. So not doesn't have the EFI live in it. It does not. Um, either way, I still think we're on the on the right track of the injectors. After even doing a little more reading after you hung up, and I just again I just wanted to know what tune was in it to see if that potentially and if it made any difference one way or the other my guess is it's not this is my own thought and i could be wrong but my guess is those injectors are not allowing enough fuel that's what i would say it's definitely some sort of a fueling issue down low um and i was and that's what lead me to or led me to believe that maybe the mass airflow sensor was not telling the computer hey we got this amount of air coming in dump some more fuel in because everywhere i read they say even the stock lb7 smokes a little bit when you get after it. Yes, it does. And yeah, my dad's does. My dad's not. got an 01, and it's a similar, you know, same deal. And, yes, it does. And it matters on the spray, too. What's that? The spray of the injectors matters a lot, too. Okay. Yeah, now, now I'm kind of questioning. And 
I even I, I contacted a few different performance shops asking them, is the SAC 00 going to cause issues with drivability? And every one of them said, no, that's a much better design. Go with it. Okay, so right. that's why I went. I'm guessing that you're going to have to get into, you know, uh, uh, and again, talk to S&S and see, but I'll bet you have to get into a 30% over injector or something along those lines to make it work properly. That's my guess. Okay. Um, and I, while, I, while we were off the air, after we hung up, I, I went to... Uh, I sent them an email asking them to help me out. So. Okay, perfect. We'll see if they. Well, let us know. If nothing really... else, send me an email on it as well, and I can help you that way if need be, Alan. Yeah, it'd be good to know okay. how this yeah. turns out. Yeah, I'd like to know. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Alan. Yep. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Mark in Denver, we got about a minute and a half. If it gets too long, I'll carry you over the top of the hour. What's going on, sir? I'll make this brief. Uh, the car I hate the name of is the Renault Dolphin. Dolphin. All right. Yeah. So, continuing from last week's story against General Motors and the claim for the sensor. Yes. Um, I, won, I won. Good. Good. What'd they I'm, do for I'm you? Get anywhere between, anywhere between 50% and 100% reimbursed. There you go. Still being determined, but I got a letter to that effect, which says to me, documentation, yep. quality of yep. vehicle, yep. as everything you spoke about is critical for your fight and battle. And, and your loyalty to that brand. Yeah. Don't forget that, which you are. Yes. So, that goes a long way. It, so, it does. That's, that's all of it. You're yes. exactly right. And you've got to be patient, and you've got to be documented, and you've got to be one word persistent. Yes. And, and in a nice way. So be persistent, but in a nice way with all the documentation, because no offense, nobody likes a jerk, and you know that, you know that as well as I do, Mark. No. But, yes, being sure. nice, being persistent, asking, you can get a lot done. Yeah, because you could just – if you get – if you get them mad, then they'll just basically right. let you go away. Well, and for everybody listening, really quick, just an update. This is on a backup sensor on a vehicle that's not that far out of warranty, just a few months. Mark's vehicle is well underneath the mileage warranty. It's a time issue. And had a backup sensor go bad that's very expensive on that Tahoe to actually fix. So Mark made a claim with uh, General Motors or with Chevrolet directly to get this paid since the dealer didn't do it under warranty. Am I saying all that right, Mark? Uh, no, actually, the dealer came back and offered a certain amount also. Oh, there you the go. Even better. Up to the play, too. All right. Well, there yeah, we go. I, I said, I, so with the documentation I had, General Motors was offering close to 100%. Dealer was offering close to 50 I'm fine either way in between. I mean, there's no point being greedy. People have to make money to survive. I understand. It is what it is. I understand. That's good news. Mark, i got to run to break. Thank you. That's a great news. I appreciate that. Glad we could help out some. And getting that done, and yeah, that we'll, we'll get into maybe that a little bit later as well uh, when we come back and give you an update on what what we're talking about and how he did that when it comes to still keeping some things under warranty. Right, and that's good to know for people to, right. to yeah, because even if you're out of warranty, you can still go back to a manufacturer and ask that's for help. Right. All right, hour number two is next. Again, Jeff Kitty with us, our transmission expert. If you got a transmission question, please call us. Dennis Brewster as well. I'm John Rush. Larry Younger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. We'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.